Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Millennial Divide. I'm Dimity. (laughs) She got in there, peeps. Sorry about that. Don't worry. Order will be restored. This is the Millennial Divide, Don't Be Confused, a podcast about navigating the millennial decade. We are three sisters bookending the generation, and I'm Amy, and I'm really question mark every day. Every <laughs> week that we do this, I'm a little bit more out of the millennial generation, I'm figuring, but I'm still here. I'm Ellen, and there's no question because I'm right in the middle. I'm Dimity. I am at the end of the millennial divide of our sisterhood. I'm not the youngest of the millennials, but yeah. No, actually, I don't even know what the youngest would I be. Think I think 22. It's, is that right? Mm. That's quite a big difference. It is. If only mum and dad had have gone ahead with that fifth child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness they didn't. <laughs> so, big episode today, ladies. We've got lots to talk about, so we'll kick right off. Um, what's on our mind? So, fire and not the hot kind. <laughs> Although we could talk about it. Matter of perspective. True, actually. Yeah. So, Dim, you'll talk us through financial independence, retire early, Ooh. fire. We'll cover all things Emmys. I don't really care about the shows, but I do like the frocks. The dresses were pretty good this year. Some yeah. of them. I will give you that. And moving right on, it's actually going to be quite a sartorial episode because the red ladies. So we're going to cover some political um, outfits of the week. We will talk about... We've really... It's this highbrow or lowbrow because really we're reducing everything to outfit. Well, last week we were pretty highbrow. True. So we're taking it right down this week. And we'll go into a recommendation of Ozark and then finish with a question from Elle and Amantia from mm. our mum. Okay, so let's get right to it. Fire. Dim. Fire. You see what I did there? What? Fire. Go fire. Oh, oh I yeah. didn't. I didn't see. I'm okay. glad you explained that. Everyone's getting my jokes today. <laughs> you got to step them up. Maybe I, I need to give more emoji winks <laughs> to convey my humour. Um, so fire. I went quite deep with this one, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, uh, as Amy mentioned, financial independence, retire early. So it's a new breed of millennial who are looking to retire before the average age, which I think is probably even going up from 65, but the expected age, I suppose, is 65. And they're looking to retire at, say, 35 or 40. Um, So this was spurred from an article called Forget Million Dollar Homes, The Millennials Chasing a Different Dream in Sydney Morning Herald, um, written by Scott Phillips. And as I said, I went quite deep and landed on a subreddit called forward slash financial independence. (laughs) See, I didn't even know you could have, what are subreddits compared to just reddits? Reddit is like the platform and uh, a subreddit is like the thread. A thread. Okay. I believe. Okay. All right. I'm not well versed. So it's in not the like the black internet or whatever it's called, the dark web. <laughs> 
it's di- it's not that. Oh, Amy, you're such a cool <laughs> millennial, aren't you? I really am. I'm all over this tech caper. <laughs> My God. So this subreddit has over 350,000 subscribers. Basically, it relies on something very important, and that's called compound interest. So, um. Amy, please explain. Um, okay, so Dad made me do economics in year eleven, and a How, lot of how's it, that gone? For yeah, you? <laughs> it really, I really battle, but I understand interest. So what I understand by that is, does that mean you earn enough cash in, and put it in the bank, and then you live off the interest? It means Warren Buffett. If you ever watch Warren Buffett's documentary on Netflix, which is brilliant because oh. he's just. In, very interesting He's a billionaire. Man. Yeah. He talks about compound interest being the key. And from what I gathered, it's when you invest early and then you get a certain amount of interest back and that keeps getting reinvested in. So and then it oh, keeps multiplying. Okay. Whereas if you invest later, obviously the multiplication time is less. So you get less money. Okay. So it's talking about getting in early getting your interest, keeping on investing, and that wealth keeps multiplying to a greater degree. Oh, look at you. That's compound interest. Wow. Thanks, I'm Financial. so glad you explained that. This I didn't. is not financial <laughs> advice. We Please seek your own financial advice. That was from a Netflix documentary. Okay. <laughs> we, we don't know enough about compound interest for you to do that. So there's a few different things that you need to keep in mind in order to be a fire millennial. Number one is start young, obviously. Mm. According to the Times, apparently a general this is a quote a general rule of thumb holds that you need to save up at least twenty five times your annual expenses, and then you withdraw four percent from that per year. But that assumes you're withdrawing for like thirty years or so, which is like if you're thirty five, mm. this doesn't go to as far mm. as you would hope. Yeah, it's a really interesting concept and. I think what really um, stood out to me is it sounds really fucking boring because (laughs) what you're not allowed to do is anything fun for a really long time. Mm. Like one of the quotes from the Sydney Morning Herald articles is they're eating at home rather than going out (laughs) and they don't drive new cars or travel. What's the point? <laughs> Isn't that what? What's a, that is your twenties? That's literally right there. You, that's what you do in life to live. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it sounds like a bore. This is why I'm not doing it, obviously. But dim, interesting because we did all look at this, and I, I coincidentally I then read an article later that said. Um, Boomers don't want to retire. Oh, I read so, that. Yeah, which was quite funny. So I thought, actually, this is perfect. Millennials yeah. want to retire. Yeah. Boomers don't want to retire. It's a win-win for everybody, <laughs> except that the boomers own all the houses and get all the free education benefits and everything else. Well, apparently one of the unconventional ways that these millennial fires are saving money, um, according to Forbes, is that they're not necessarily buying a house. Yeah. Mm. Well, they probably can't afford. I mean, it makes <laughs> sense. If you can't afford to buy yeah. your first mm. house, then you... Well, there are better into... ways to save. I think it kind of follows the Scott Pape on the Barefoot Investor, and that actually changed my perspective. I'm not a fire by any <laughs> stretch. Of... I like my brunch. <laughs> but... Scott Pape says in The Barefoot Investor to try to be as debt-free as possible. Pay off your house. You don't need to buy a bigger house once you've paid off your house. Enjoy that house and then enjoy the extra money. And that kind of flipped the way that we started thinking about it. Like, yeah, actually, that sounds great. You know, like just kind of be happy with what you've got, have enough in emergency, have enough in, you know, these different areas. But as I said, I'm definitely not a fire. But I think 
consumerism's gone so far that we do need to bring it back to thinking, do I need this? Do I, should I spend this The money? world's changed as well because, mm. this, you know, one of the topics we thought about discussing on another episode was the mm. side hustle and that yeah. kind of leads into this. This is very much around the gig economy, yeah. people having multiple jobs, people not being in a long-term employment, people having less job security and wanting to diversify their income and, mm. and set themselves up financially so that they do have choice. The only thing is, though, I think I, I don't want to retire. Well, I've already passed 35, so that's gone. <laughs> and I can't retire Problem anytime solved. soon. Problem <laughs> solved. <laughs> but I, I like work. Yeah. No, and I'm the same. I guess I like the idea of having choice, but I mm. don't know that I'd want to give up work anytime soon. I, I, I enjoy it But wouldn't personally. it be nice to work for working's sake rather than money's sake? Yeah, that would be. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love my job, but yeah, I do yeah, enjoy the salary like it's a that choice. comes with it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. so that's what. So my partner is actually kind of into this, you know, to an extent, extent which is great news for me. <laughs> Hopefully, um, and he was saying that it's kind of gives you an opportunity to be a bit more philanthropic, and yeah. so you kind of, as you said, you get to choose where you give your time and what projects you give your time to, and. Yeah, that way you're not bored. And you can travel whenever you want. Oh, my God. I'm fired up. Get me on board. <laughs> okay. So lame. Oh, so lame. Cut that out. <laughs> All right. Now we are moving right along. Emmys. Woohoo! Oh, my goodness. Weren't there some beautiful frocks? Elle, talk us there through were. it. I'm sure there were a few awards as well. <laughs> some, some awards got handed out. Yeah. So the Emmys this year, they were hosted by Michael Che and Colin Jost. And Never heard of either of they're them. They're from SNL. They do the weekend oh. um, desk that Tina Fey used to do oh. with Jimmy Fallon. And I think they start off quite well because one of their opening jokes was, it's an honour to share this night with the p- talented people who haven't been caught yet in oh. Hollywood. So, okay. you know, that set the tone. Mm. <laughs> and from all the reports and everything, people were kind of a bit mixed about these guys and how they were presenting. But something that I really did love from one of the starts was the song, I don't know if you saw it, with Kate McKinnon and Keenan Thompson and the title of the song was We Solved It and they did a whole number with Kristen Bell and Titus Burgess who's fabulous and Sterling K. Brown about how they've um, solved the diversity problem in Hollywood and but very, very tongue-in-cheek about it all. Um, and Oh, did they not solve it? No, the, oh. it's not solved, surprisingly. <laughs> I was confused. They gave it a good crack, though. They had they one did. year. Yes, yes. But, you know, having said that, Sandra Oh did make history as the first Asian woman to receive a lead drama actress nomination. Ah. Um, so that was oh, kind of Oh, for that creepy one news. that's on ABC, was it? Killing Eve, I think yes. it's called. Um, so that was very exciting for everyone. But as I said, you know... <laughs> It's been a long time coming and she's only one person. Yeah. Like, you know, there's still a long way to go. But as for the frocks, who did you like the look of the best? Oh, you can't go past Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake, can you? Yes, oh, they were gorgeous. Couple goals. They are just, they're funny, they're yeah. hot. She looked amazing. She looked, it was a Russo and Ralph one that oh, was um, it? Megan wore to her engagement show. Divine. It was absolutely stunning. stunning. Yeah, loved yeah. that. Heidi Klum in her pink. Yeah. I thought it was pretty. Yeah. Gee, she's looking good. Yeah. How old is she now? 
late 40s maybe? Yeah, she's looking great. I love Millie Bobby Brown. Did you see her? Oh, she's yeah. so sweet from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And she's a teenager and she looked like a teenager but she just looked beautiful in this beautiful pink dress by Calvin Klein and oh, off the shoulder. It was very, And just cute. flat shoes. It was very yeah. gorgeous. I like Kristen Bell. <gasps> yes, just because she was I like gorgeous. Kristen I just Bell. like her. She, she can wear a trash divine. bag. She, beautiful cream oh, white dress. Was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah. I think that we went – too quickly past the actual content of the Emmys, though, oh, because yes. Hannah Gadsby. <gasps> I know. I, I've got own. it on my. I well, was going to bring you know, her that's up. That's a priority for me because yes. <laughs> she was a presenter and she was hilarious. And yes. so I'm just going to tell her jokes instead of <laughs> any oh, other good idea um, because that's how we get the the ratings, you know, <laughs> through other people's content. Thanks, Hannah. So Hannah started off her segment and she said, "This is not normal. The world's gone a bit crazy." <laughs> I mean, somebody like me, a nobody from nowhere, gets his sweet gig, free suit, new boots, just because I don't like men? <laughs> That's a joke, of course. But what are jokes these days? We don't know. Nobody knows what jokes are, especially not men. Am I right, fellas? That's why I'm presenting alone. <laughs> and then she said, just jokes, fellas, calm down. Hashtag not all men, but a lot of them. <laughs> she was wonderfully awkward. And I think if you didn't know her, you think, oh, she's really uncomfortable on stage, but that's her shtick. Yeah. Well, apparently she's quite big in the US now. Yes, I didn't realise that her Netflix yeah. series went global yeah. and that everyone loves her now. Hooray! Yeah. But what's really ironic is that there was a lot of Twitter sphere about that and saying, can she host? She's so much better than the Emmy host. I thought her whole Nanette is about giving up comedy, this is the end, you know, and now she might have the biggest phase in her career. Yes, but I read a great quote from her that said, you can call me a hypocrite or call me an idiot. I'm happy to be called a hypocrite to go back and actually maximise my fame at the moment. Yeah, rather than an idiot for ignoring the opportunity. But I also think... I like to think that she was talking about giving up comedy as we know it, of that self-deprecating. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's you know, revisionist history. Well, but yeah. as that self-deprecating. She was giving up her style her of comedy. Her style of comedy where she it's all about her and making herself feel terrible to make everyone else laugh mm. and instead she's changing the narrative. Maybe. Yeah, no, no. I think that that's a good point. I think she um that's it was great that she was recognised, and that there's no way she would have been recognised a few years ago. No, the world has changed so dramatically. Yeah. I think um yeah, it's great. Look, I want to talk about the frocks more, but I think that's quite boring. So <laughs> Google them if you haven't seen them. The one I will say that the only outfit I we haven't mentioned, which is just super cute, is um Gaten Matarazzo, mm-hmm. who's the kid from Stranger Things. Oh yes, oh so divine mustard. I'm showing them. Oh my gosh, he's my favorite velvet jacket with runners. I just think, Amy, this is exactly what a hipster would wear in your (laughs) suburb that you would wind down the window and throw eggs. It's like ten. He's not trying to be ironic. (laughs) He's just being cute. Anyway, real happy. (laughs) Moving right along. So. Another sartorial segment, but one that has got a deeper layer to it, the Red Ladies. So if anyone hasn't caught up on this, um, Australian politics right now is in a bit of turmoil. Um, particularly- what a surprise <sighs> for something new and different. Do you know what? I, th- I feel like we start off every week <laughs> like this. Um, but basically there was, uh, with the leadership spill recently, 
what the outcome, net outcome was that Julie Bishop is no longer a deputy prime minister, as we know. And that sparked a whole bunch of outcomes following that, where a lot of women have come forward post that um, leadership spill in the Liberal Party to say that they feel bullied, harassed, and that they're considering leaving um, Parliament. And these women, by many descriptors, are not little retiring wallflowers who really struggle <laughs> with um, the robustness of Canberra. They, they're tough women who are, many of them litigation lawyers, who are strong leaders in their community, and they're saying they felt bullied, intimidated, harassed. Mm. So the net outcome is that with the moving and shaking of all of the different uh, marginal seats and with a couple of women saying threatening to sort of resign, the Liberal Party, Party could be in a position where they only have five women. I read women. that too. Five women. As it stands, they only make up, women only make up 22% of the re representation for women in the Liberal Party, whereas in Labor it's 45%. Mm. And so already they've got a problem. But then you factor in this and that, that's just staggering. Mm. Um, the stats are startling as it stands. So currently in terms of female representation, Australia is sitting 50th in the global ranking. We are sandwiched between the Philippines and South Sudan. It's just frightening. So, yeah, I looked up some stats as well. According to APH.gov, we have been, our representation has been decreasing as well. Mm -hmm. So it's increased by less than 10% over the last 17 years from 20.7% in 97 to 29% in 2013. But then it was at its highest level in 2009 and has declined since then. But do you know what's really interesting? It's comparing the Liberal Party policy to the Labor Party policy because what Labor has done is they've gone more on a quotas system mm. where they've got a policy of putting female candidates in vacant safe seats, which is the key, safe seats. A lot of the women in the Liberal Party are in marginal seats, so that's why they could lose them. And it has more female front benches in the House of Reps, they've got seven, than the government has in both Houses of Parliament combined, which is six. Yeah. Which is amazing. Staggering. So yeah. it's kind of that meritocracy versus quotas. When people say, oh, you know, quotas don't work and blah, 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 blah. Look, I think there's things that need to be spoken out with quotas, but you can see with the numbers, mm. well, your version of meritocracy isn't really going to getting female you know, representatives. Absolutely not. And what's staggering is that at the moment, you know, after next When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Election, the Labor Party could be into the high 30s of mm, women mm. and Liberal Party might be at five. <laughs> so it's just horrendous but i was gonna say do we actually explain what <laughs> but yeah the whole reason, <laughs> reason oh yes the sartorial <laughs> link is on the day that julie bishop did her press conference announcing that she was no longer deputy prime minister and that she was sort of reassessing her options and she resigned as um the foreign minister she wore a pair of killer red shoes mm -hmm. high heels <laughs> and 
I noticed actually when I went back to have a look at the photo today, she wore red nails as well. And this was picked up on as a bit of a sartorial resistance. Um, And what's happened now is this week in Parliament, the ladies have followed and there was a pic that was published across most of the news channels Mm. this week showing a number of women. I counted there were about five of them in the photo. All all of them. them. (laughs) They were united wearing red. And there's a WhatsApp group going around with 20 Liberal women, in which case, in which they sign off with a red shoe. Mm. I just love this. I think it's the best form of resistance. It's my form of resistance. (laughs) If I'm going to have a protest, have it with my wardrobe. And it made me think how great, what a brilliant way to um, demonstrate that they're not happy. Mm. But it also is really embedded in current popular culture. And I, you know, it made me think immediately of Melania Trump with all of the discussion Mm. as to whether her pussy bow was a resistance (laughs) moment, whether her I don't care jacket was another moment. But then I went, I I went like your Reddit, what's it called? Subreddit. Subreddit. I went subreddit. The the dark, the black, the The, black internet. (laughs) Yes. I went there. And I looked at all of the resistance fashion since Trump Mm. and Vogue's done this great article about post-Trump fashion and apparently they've noticed this real increase by designers in military-inspired outfits, slogans, like, for example, in in the fall 2017 they had slogans like Make America New York and they had um, pink pussy hats and they had resistance sweaters with the slogan, I miss Barack. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought... Brilliant. You know, this is the way that we live in a culture these days which is visual, which is Mm. social media driven, which is short attention span. Mm. And this is just a brave and very evocative choice Mm. for these women to make to stand up against the party. Mm. I think what's really nice about it as well is that often women in workplaces are told in order to succeed to act Mm. more like men and to take on masculine traits. So you don't bake the cookies, you don't show empathy, you don't show female emotion. And to wear very, you know toned down suits and black and because in order to succeed in the male environment Mm. you have to act like a male and recently I have noticed that there's this resistance against that theory of thought because it's like well that's kind of undermining all of our really great qualities that we can Mm. actually bring to the workplace and what is great about this is that it's like you know and not assuming that all women love fashion but some do Mm. whether that's a societal thing or not (laughs) but it is a really nice way to kind of be stick it to the man yeah do you the know way what women do best <laughs> do you know the what the labor party did as well they all came in i think it was probably the day after with badges that they were red badges that read labor women are the life of the party just a little knife oh, in the sun about politics <laughs> can they just shut up Honestly, just let them have, just let them have it. i did think they should have chosen a different color because that's obviously labor's color oh, red yeah. Thinking, mm. but it's a Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I yeah, but it, it also is their opposition's colour. Sure. It's like Hawthorne turning up and wearing Collingwood's flat. You know, <laughs> well, they're upset, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah, interesting moment in fashion. We'll yeah. keep it a good eye on that, and one. it will be interesting to see how this evolves because I think the Liberals definitely need to have a good hard look at themselves. <laughs> As we said in another you, podcast Ellen. the other week, actually about yeah. uh, elder Liberal women saying yeah. that. Okay, so a bit lighter now. Well, actually, it's not. It's very dark, Ozark. 
Oh, yes. Very, very dark. Yes. So this is our recommendation. It's my recommendation this week. And Ozark, for those who don't know, is on Netflix. It's currently into its second season. It stars Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, and they are a couple who Jason Bateman plays a guy called Marty Bird, and he is a financial planner who gets himself caught up in a whole bunch of mischief, um, including money laundering and has to leave Chicago due to a few unfortunate incidences and moves to the summer resort community in the Ozarks. So he ups and moves his wife, Wendy, who's played by Laura Linney, and their two kids, and they go and embark on trying to um, fix the problems that were created in Chicago by basically money laundering through this little seaside location. So I've been watching it quite closely for season one really enjoyed it and season two's just started so what did you both think I watched it before but I hadn't watched the first episode because my husband had started and you know it's always tricky when someone started so I just came in halfway through so I, I really liked it. and then I watched the first episode and went oh yeah this is really violent <laughs> but I we were chatting about about how you've got to be in the right frame of mind for it because it, it's quite full on at points and I think what gets me through the harder parts of the violence is Jason Bateman. He's great, isn't he? He's so fabulous. And mm. I heard, again, a great pod t- podcast of Dak Shepard where he interviewed him last week. And, oh, did he? Yeah, and oh. I didn't realise that Jason Bateman was like a child star in the 80s and then pretty much continued working but didn't have much until Arrested Development and that just totally revived his career. And I think through all of this, even though it's a really dark topic about Mexican drug cartels and money laundering and all of this, he's got this kind of twinkle in his eye of this real deadpan humour that just gets you through those hard parts. So, no, I really like it, but I do think you have to be in the right mood. Dim's giving me this look over here, which makes She's taking a breath. That's always a worry. I have decided to read from the notes that I made while watching (laughs) um, this. It sounds a little bit like a a a haiku poem. I tried. I really did. I couldn't pay attention. I had to Google plot. Love Jason Bateman. Love Laura Linney. I was so bored. Oh, really? Sorry. Things I liked. The soundtrack, Laura Linney. After three episodes, I realised I'd actually watched it before. (laughs) Huge no, unless you plan to sleep. Sleep like my housemate did. Finn. (laughs) Really? I watched it and I did not remember. I got to the third episode and I was like... Oh, I've watched I remembered this. Oh, but Laura I? Linney is excellent. I love Laura they Linney. are. They're yeah. fabulous. Really? <laughs> oh my god! The whole time I was sitting, I don't know if Paige, my housemate, is listening to this, but I was sitting there the whole time. I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> oh, oh, it was still on. Is that? Oh, is there another? I didn't even know. I was just the whole really? time. Really? Oh, Why did you watch top. three? I just it was the first it was on, one again. It was on in the background so much that I didn't even know that oh. episodes had passed. That's really? where I, yeah. I think you need to stick with it and go a bit further. Three episodes, Amy. <laughs> I did, apparently. I really liked it. What did you like most about, about it? I, I think it's got, I, I guess, Jason Bateman. Mm. He, he, for me, makes it a really complex, mm. interesting plot that otherwise could be quite brutal. I love how it 
it's the reconnection of the family over the full season. So they're very um, disparate family. He's off having affairs, and and this whole this basically brings them together as a, a as a couple and a family. And and I think um, it's just yeah, it's really well acted. It's beautiful scenery, and it reminded me a bit of Breaking Bad. Have you seen Breaking yeah, I Bad? Yeah, like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you like that one. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Uh, That's why I wanted to stick to the script. I just didn't. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, poem. Okay. My haiku. All right, you can choose next week's. I've already chosen. You guys oh, you have too. We it. just keep on moving it down the list. Every week I suggest my recommendation every week is Kylie Jenner's lip kit and they haven't bought it yet. So because it's, it's on the record find. now. I went to Sephora it's and battled with the 15-year-olds in there. Oh, my God. Have you been to Sephora not recently? recently? That, Lord, help me. That is full. I'm not having a rant this week, but I could about <laughs> Sephora. It is mental in there. Anyway, they don't stop they Kylie don't Jenner's it. lip kit. Well, I've put it that. on the radio now on Can the I borrow yours? No. No, and that's I'll try not that. hygienic. Oh, isn't it? No, I don't think so. You meant to have your own. I feel like we've shared worse things. <laughs> <laughs> like your toothbrush when I was living with you at home. And I Ellen probably didn't lose. know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> or your towel always. <laughs> yeah, well, that I knew because it was wet. <laughs> oh, no. I gave myself away. Mm. All right, so it's a no from Dim. I'll keep watching, but I do have to be in the right mood. Yeah, and I I like it. I just can't watch it before bed, not because I fall asleep, because I have nightmares. <laughs> I should watch it before bed, actually. I've been having some trouble sleeping recently. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, Elle, you've got a question this week. I'm excited. Mm, it's a goodie. I always say it's a goodie because it's my yeah. question. <laughs> I'm not biased, but, uh, <laughs> but I sure. think it's a good one. Uh, this actually came from on Friday night. I actually haven't spoken to you about it. I had my 15-year school reunion. Oh, my gosh, we haven't spoken about this. We've saved it for the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Which was I very interesting. And you had to do it sober. I know, because oh. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Not, not by choice. Not by choice. You'd never <laughs> I would do have that by loved choice. a wine. Yep. And it was really interesting. I enlisted one of my good school friends to come with me. I said, you are coming. And because I missed the 10-year because I was away. So, you know, I think that was quite big and I think there was a few – a few people that went. Anyway, we walked into this 15-year one and we see, you know, you have all the little name tags with everything there. And there, there weren't that many. And we got told that there was 12 <gasps> from our year level of about wow. 120 who were coming. And they decided to change it from a cocktail party to a sit-down, <laughs> which was kind of nice because you got to have a really good conversation. You know, you got past the what have you been doing for 15 years? Oh, you went to uni. Oh, you went to work. Oh, you have a kid now. And moving on, we actually got to have a really good conversation. But it kind of made me think, am I weird for having wanted to go to my reunion? Because I was was looking forward to it. Like I thought, you know, I was nervous. I thought, oh, I have to think about my outfit. And, you know, that little 15-year-old in me wanted to, you know, this is what I've done. And yeah. But I was interested in hearing about what other people had done and where they are in their lives. But obviously other people aren't. So maybe I'm the weird one. That's a really good question. It is. I'll give you that. But so we went to the same school and I too had a 15-year mm. reunion, which was four years ago, and we had a really good turnout. Yeah. And people were so had such a massive night that ended up kicking on for very many hours oh. and ended up at the nightclubs. Oh. And it was massive. So it's, it was quite a different experience and it was quite fun. I, would, I remember feeling 
probably a bit anxious and thinking, oh, God, do I really want to go? And luckily I could drink. Yeah. And I did a lot. In fact, I think my girlfriend, Beck, and I brought a traveller. In fact, I know we did. (laughs) And we drank it down the side of the school (laughs) before we went in. Anyway, yeah, but we had probably a good... I don't know, 60. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it was big. It was, mm. I mean, some people brought their partners, which is strange. Yeah. Oh, is I, it? Well, I think is how boring. Oh, yeah, that's not How boring for don't your partner, partner to it's hear weird. about old stories about so people you don't know. Rules. No, there's rules. Oh, but is it weird to catch up? Is it weird mm. to, want to, to want to go? To. I think, like, maybe your year level is a bit TC. They're a bit too close. Maybe. I think a lot are over too <laughs> To, uh, aiming, you're not too soon because you don't know what yeah, to say. I, got that. I think to be fair, a lot of people that you know we're in our early thirties. They're overseas or having kids. You know, they're busy, but they're I not that the account, same. Yeah, so. that accounts for a certain probably yeah. a big portion. But maybe um, I don't know. Could it be that social media now people feel like they catch up? more frequently, they know what people are up to? Well, I did think that because a lot of the people that I'm friends with on social media social media weren't there. Oh. And I know that they're still friends with people that they go to high school with. So maybe they go, well, I see that person on social media, I see my other friends normally, mm. so I don't need to see anyone else. So Maybe. I don't know. And they didn't go, so I can say whatever I want about all these people who chose not to go. Maybe they're all just like desperately unhappy in their <laughs> lives and they feel really – it's well, like Romy, Romy and Michelle, you know, like – they Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. They don't want to go because they yeah. haven't achieved anything. So they say they made the post. I did consider that. I thought, would I want to go if I wasn't as happy with my work and my home life and everything else that's been going on in my life? And I thought, yeah, probably not. I wouldn't want to have to answer all those questions if I wasn't where I wanted uh, to I be. But I wasn't in a good place for my fifteen years at went. all. Mm. I was in a terrible place actually, and I still went. That's the alcohol <laughs> and I drank. <laughs> uh, maybe you just had a bit of an off year. I mean, Dim, you're up to ten years next year aren't you yes I am will you go would you you go um (sighs) (laughs) did you go to your did you I did I went to my five year I really enjoyed the five year I did feel like I knew a lot of what was going on already Mm. yeah look I would go yeah I would go would I go oh is it cool to go Uh. no and that's the thing I thought when I was like, should I go, shouldn't I go, I thought, oh, don't be, yeah. you know, too cool not to go. Yeah. Oh, it's when so I... many layers. Yeah. <laughs> and actually you're cooler by going than the non-cool. Oh, oh it's too hard. All right. It's so I'm just assuming that everybody who didn't go is desperately unhappy in their lives. They weren't there for you to check. So, yeah. But if you're roll. listening, stay listening. <laughs> and thank you. And thanks. And I still follow you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So reunions are. Uh, uh, maybe. I'm saying no. Oh, I'll, you I'll probably went. Go to my 20. Yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> I'm flipping. I'm flippity flopping. Go, but have a wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's good. Cool. Yeah, I, I think, think that's the a yes rule. for the wine. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're up to that final moment where we all take a breath, dim doesn't storm out, and we all have a nice <laughs> mantra. <laughs> Something kind to say to each other. And this week. Special ba-dum, guest ba-dum. star. We have my mum and your mum and your mum. <laughs> all of our mums. Mum. mum. All of ours <laughs> mums. That's hard grammatically. Anyway, um, so this week we obviously have each done our own mantra. So it was time to extend it out, but not too far. Still within the family to our mum who probably invented the mantra let's be honest she was thrilled to be asked and I had she would have been and I have a little recording um that I got her to do so here it is 
Hello, the Millennial Divide. This is Mama Beth. Thank you for inviting me to share my mantra, something that I value and I try to live by. Mine's really quite simple. A strong belief in the power of human kindness. It always seems to work. If you do something that's kind, people relax, they smile, and difficult situations seem to get easier. That's why I can assume good intentions because my mum's always kind. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. So I've had a pretty my good model. Very kind. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I oh, like bless that. me. Yeah. That's where we get it from. That's a nice Thanks, one. Yeah. That's a goodie. Good one. Be kind to people. Be okay. Kind. Well, on that note of peace and joy and happiness, <laughs> dim not storming up, me not having a fight with your dim, Ellen just being neutral as per <laughs> usual. We will end it. So this has been the Millennial Divide. If you've liked what you've heard, subscribe in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also rate, review or leave us a comment. We love reading the comments. We love seeing the five-star ratings and we love hearing from you. So don't forget to follow us on all the socials. We're at the Millennial Divide. Don't forget, peeps, double L, double N, at the Millennial Divide. And tell your friends. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.